juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Uh, I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Hello. Welcome to the kickback. This is Jacob Hunter, as always, here with Tyler Cash, and this week we have a very very special guest who uh tyler will introduce here in just a moment uh, but before we get started um let me go ahead and read our verse for this week and then tyler will talk about our topic when he's introducing our special guest cool uh it's john 17 um verses 14 through 19 which says i have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as i am not of the world I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Verse 16, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth, your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Nice, nice. Good stuff. Thanks, Jacob. Um, Yeah, this week we're going to be talking about um, the uh, importance of positive music in today's society. There's a lot of uh, negative music out there yeah. <laughs> that a little I too much a little too much um, a lot of uh, a lot of poison out there mm-hmm. and you know I'm a big advocate for uh, Christian hip-hop for um, just uh, just good uh, you know just positive hip-hop just positive right. uh, music right. out there that can really uh, be used to impact um, our uh, our generation our society um, so today we have uh, one of my favorite guys uh, a very special guest um, and uh, we met this guy, uh, shoot, I don't know what, a couple months ago? Like, yeah, 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 a couple yeah. months ago. Um, had been following him for years, and uh, him and his mm. whole, um, his, uh, his group, and um, the Dream Junkies. And so today we have with us uh, Ruslan from uh, King's Dream Entertainment. Yeah. Um, he, is, he is phoning in, uh, Skyping in, all the way from uh, California. This is technically FaceTime. FaceTime it. Okay, sorry. I, I like the correction. He, he's I correcting like Pastor Tyler. I love it. See, this dude is, <laughs> he is raw. He is raw. So, uh, yeah, Ruslan, we really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule and being with us today. Uh, he is a father of one. Um, how old's your boy now? He's 18 months. His name is Levi. He's amazing. 18 yeah. months. Uh, wow. So that's what's up, man. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ruslan, how long you've been in the music industry um, and uh, kind of your your background, what, how you got started and uh, what brought you here? Yeah, so I'm originally from the former Soviet Union. Me and my family immigrated to the United States uh, in 91. And we um, came to the United States. I moved to Southeast San Diego, which is a very urban part of San Diego. Uh, I was maybe one of five or six white kids at my elementary and middle school and uh, got into some trouble as a kid, but always had like the expression of hip hop and always loved hip hop music and just the freedom that it gave me to uh, express myself. And then fast forward, we relocated and I, you know, one thing led to another. I started doing it later on in high school and got better and better at it and put some music out and learned a few things. Um, got involved in, in kind of the, the selling of music and mentoring other artists. And um, I've been full-time as a musician for a year now. And so I run King's Dream Entertainment, which is a small boutique label here based in San Diego, California. Features myself, Belief, John Gibbs, and then the three of us make up the collective, the Dream Junkies. And so, yeah, I've been, been traveling for a bit and been putting out music for a bit. And it's been a really fun ride. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good stuff, man. Um, 
Yeah, well, I guess uh, kind of starting off just as an established Christian artist is somebody who um, we know is just doing some really awesome things. You were just What was the show you guys were featured on just a, a little while? It was like a late night show or something like that? Yeah, late night with Carson Daly. Yeah, it's just big stuff, lots yeah. of really cool stuff. Um, so kind of just uh, a first question for you from us is uh, how important do you think music is in relation to culture? Obviously, we've already talked about that, but how vital do you think it is? And as part of that, what impact do you think music can have? And why do you think it has that sort of impact? Yeah, I think music is the soundtrack for culture. Um, sometimes it's driving culture. Sometimes it's a reflection of culture. And I think it's critical um, to us in terms of like, what is our soundtrack going to be? What are we going to listen to? What are we going to vibe to? Um, all of that is going to affect our mood, our tone, our, our vision, our outlook on life. Um, because music unlike books and unlike, um, you know, preaching, music speaks to people, I think, in a deeper way emotionally. If you think about it, you know, you might read a book, your favorite book once or twice. You might listen to your favorite podcast sermon once or twice. You might watch your favorite movie maybe five, ten times at the most, but you'll listen to your favorite song hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times throughout the course of your life. And so I think music is a very powerful means to capture imagination and to um to speak to people just in a different in a different facet than sometimes Christians are used to and I think that's uh I think that's very important and I think it's important to to put out music that's encouraging and uplifting um despite you know where culture may or may not be yeah absolutely um just to like add to that I was doing some research and like studies show that like uh music it can improve your visual and verbal skills. Um, it keeps an aging brain healthy for guys like me that are right. getting up there. Um, it, uh, it, it has clinical studies of, you know, making you obviously affecting your mood. Um, it changes your heartbeat, pulse rate, and blood pressure. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, it, it can improve your sleep quality. Um, it, this is crazy. It boosts your immune system and reduces pain. So like positive music, like the, you know, what you're listening to can, can actually wow. have like, like crazy effects mm -hmm. on even just your, you know, not even spiritually, but like your physical, like well-being. I thought that was like really interesting when yeah. I was looking at all that stuff, yeah. it was pretty crazy. Yeah. What do, um, Ruslan, so when you, <clears throat> when you say, uh, when you use the word positive, so just to, like before we even go further, when you when you use the word like positive music, um, can you kind of like because I know a lot of uh, I know me and you had that talk um, after your show here, and you know I was kind of asking, I was like, why do you think you guys have you know seen the success and you know some of the you know different artists out there that have had the success? Like, wh how do you you know what do you think? How do you feel? Um, are, are some of the reasons why. And one of the things that you kind of used, uh, you said, man, you know, we don't always like definitely like use like Christianese. Like we don't always, you know, you know, we, we're not saying Jesus's name a hundred times in one song, but you know, you know that the message is there. Can you kind of like describe that real quick and uh, just kind of like what you mean by that and like how it, you know, maybe you know, if, if there's somebody out there that might be like misunderstanding, okay, wait a minute, that's not positive if it's not saying Jesus, you know, every other word. Um, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I think positive is simply encouraging and uplifting and it's refreshing. And so I think the world desires and wants and is looking for 
positive, feel-good, fun music, um, sometimes to help us get away from the worries that we're going through. Sometimes it's an escape. Sometimes it's, um, it's to dance to, it's to ride to. And so I think um, if you take whatever you're doing and you translate it in a way that's universal with language, with semantics, with... Um, you know, uh, the tone of what you're saying, then it's it, it can break out of just a specific niche, you know. And so in the context of Christian music, like that is a niche, that is a subgenre. And if someone wants to be a part of that subgenre, that's totally cool. Uh, but I think I want to be a part of that subgenre and encourage Christians. But I also want my music to go further than just yeah. a subgenre and just just in the context of a Christian yeah. audience. And so then you have to think, OK, well, how could I communicate the same deep truths without using religious tones, without without coming off preachy, without coming off like I'm just a self-help rapper and just telling them what to mm. do and how to live. Right. So then so then it goes back to the thing that Jesus did best, which is storytelling. Right. Jesus told amazing yeah. stories. He, yeah. he captured people's imaginations. And then in the middle of a really cool story, there would be deep, profound truth. And so I think that that to me, if I look at the parables of Jesus and the example of Jesus, if I look at um, David pouring his heart out in Psalms and just the vulnerability there, like, I think therein lies some of the, the key in, in creating great art that can capture people's imagination, but, um, but is also glorifying of God and encouraging of, you know, to people. Yeah. yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, I can remember growing up like in a little you know, legalistic Southern Baptist church being told all the time, like, you know, are you listening to secular music right <laughs> now? Because if you're listening to secular music, you're a whore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there yeah. was just this whole like, yeah. construct that people made between Christian music and secular music, but I guess what you're saying is it's a little bit more gray than that. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's more like just choosing to be a light no matter where you are, and I guess you would agree with that, right, Ruslan? Yeah, yeah, and I think, I mean, so much of it is semantics, like what is yeah. secular music and what is Christian music? If you take an artist like Tori Kelly, uh, who's Christian, you know, is open about her faith, and but she doesn't make worship music she doesn't make church music right she just makes positive music like so then is she secular or is she christian you know like if you take a guy like bono who's one of the greatest humanitarians yeah. that our generation have seen you know um the work he's done in africa all that kind of stuff and there's some songs that are you know sound and feel like worship songs dude is openly christian really really has some really cool content about his faith um but u2 is not branded as a christian band they don't play in churches mm. um they're, mm. they're not on the christian charts right and so then what well, so is u2 christian or or secular i don't know i i think it's much greater than, than we let on to be yeah. and so i think i think the issue to me i don't like drawing lines in the sand and i also don't like adding yeah, on to what jesus said like jesus said thou shall not listen to secular music like that never came out of his mouth <laughs> uh -huh. right <laughs> jesus uh -huh. said uh -huh. you know uh love your neighbor as yourself love god with all your heart don't look at a woman lustfully don't 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 commit adultery don't murder don't hate he never said don't listen to this or don't eat this right and so i think when, when we start adding on to the words of jesus then therein lies like that's the fallacy of religion right then, then mm. we then we become religious and 10 years ago i mean that was that was huge like everything was about we're going to add stuff on 
to what we already know to be true. So it's in order to be saved, you have to believe in Jesus. You have to go to our church. You can't listen to secular music. You got to dress like All us. Right. You got to watch the shows that we watch. You got to line up with our theology. And that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa th that, those aren't the requirements for a Christian life. We're adding stuff onto that. And so I think I think that's religious. And so, yeah, I don't I think it's much more gray and I have no problem with you know, sec secular music, whatever that even is. Again, so much of it just goes back to semantics. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So um, I don't know what you have next on the question uh, list, Jacob, but um, wh what do you have here? All right, go ahead. Oh, it's fine. I mean, do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, you go ahead. No, Tyler, you're question. in charge, man. <laughs> Let's do what you want. No, no. Uh, just leading off of that, like, so what? Yeah. I, I was just, I didn't want to ask the same question that, you know oh, what I'm no. saying, if you had, the, no, had no, that no, question no, on there. No, 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 no. So, like, just kind of just piggybacking off of what you just said and just, like, where the conversation said it. Um, so how, what do, you, what do you feel like Ruslan is, um, so you, it, it, we, we've established that you, we, we feel like that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a gray area there. And um, as, you know, Christian or, or you know, secular, or what that really looks like. Now, what would you, um, as an artist, as, a, you know, somebody in the industry, um, what would you kind of define in your mind, in, in your, with your family, with your friends, uh, your, you know, church family, how would you define is like, hey, this is what I would say is positive music or this is something that is pleasing to the Lord or, or is, is you're not, you know, compromising your faith. Um, you know, when you're listening to this or are then on the, the backhand of that? Like, what, what do you feel like are the, the differences there? Oh, man, I, that's so tough. That's a great question. I mean, uh, the short answer is I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it goes back to personal conscience and, and, and like, self-awareness of where you're at, you know, as a, as a believer, and so there's certain songs by certain artists that maybe I can't listen to or I won't listen to. Not that I can't, but I won't. Mm. There's certain artists that maybe I won't listen to. Um, there's certain artists in certain seasons that I won't listen to, in certain settings wow. that I won't listen to. Um, and so I think, I think a lot of it is we, I think sometimes in church, like we just want to preach the easy, like the do's and don'ts and here's the abstinence part. Like just don't do this, but like, I think music isn't so clean cut. And so for me, um, man, I, I think there's all kinds of secular music that I find mm -hmm. extremely God glorifying. I pointed out you too and yeah. Tori Kelly. I think currently in the hip hop context, Chance the Rapper just put out Coloring Book, you know, which is a very like, very, very, very churchy Christian album. You know, it's very uplifting. There's, he's sampling, he has Kurt Franklin on there. He has a Fred Hammond flip. He has a uh, Hillsong flip, right? There's a lot of stuff on there. Um, that's very like uplifting the majority of the record is that way and so like but the chance the rapper is not a christian rapper he's not a you know christian hip-hop artist and so to me i find his album very glorifying i find um i i don't know 80 80 85 percent of kendrick's music glorifying you know and so uh despite that it has profanity and it's vulgar so i think i think it goes back to like personal conviction and then there's mm. certain stuff that like like I can't and I won't just ride around to Young Thug all day, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like I like some of his music. I actually like some of his music, and there's a time and a place where, like, man, you throw some Thug on and it's pretty dope. But like, that's not the soundtrack <laughs> to my life, you know? Like, I yeah. can't, I can't just listen to that all the time or or whoever, you know? You could put whoever in that category. Um, and so I think I think it goes back to like personal conviction and personal. 
um, a, a personal understanding of yourself. Music can be very visual and could be very graphic, you know? So um, if there's an attractive artist, like say a Rihanna, she can not use any profanity or use anything vulgar, but have a radio single that's extremely pornographic in the lyrics and in the picture yeah. that she's painting. And I don't, I, I won't consume that, you know, depending on the right. setting, you know. And so I think, I think, um, I think it goes back to personal responsibility and mm. personal like context. Um, and then there's other guys like I think there's dr songs that Drake has that are just like fun, upbeat, cool songs. They're not really about they're about his relationship problems and him becoming successful and not like it's very introspective. Like and so that to me like that doesn't put me in a dark place. I'm not like oh man I feel depressed because I just listen to like no it's like oh okay cool like Drake you know so I think it's like we have to use discernment we have to use wisdom and we have to know where we are at personally in our pursuit of sanctification. Um, and sometimes I go weeks without listening to music, right? Sometimes I, I listen to just gospel music. Sometimes I, I don't listen, you know. So I think it's so much about the personal connection and a personal responsibility and less about like a standard. And for me, that's fluid. Like that, I, I'm all over the place and I don't have like a defined this and this, you know. Like I did listen to the last Rihanna album, you know. It was very hard to, to get through because of how pornographic some of the content is, but I listened to it and I was like, man, this is dope. I'm never gonna listen to that again. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. So like, uh, just for, for uh, you know, a lot of our audience will be, you know, that under 18, uh, young adult crowd. Young thug uh, loving. Yeah. yeah, you know, young thug, you know, young thugger, that, that even, you know, may be like faced with, uh, some of the, you know, one thing that I, I my personal opinion is, uh, I think you said something, you know, on the lines of that is with, uh, you know, you've got to kind of look at, you know, what you're faced with, you know, what your your day to day, what your walk is looking like, you know, what your your process of sanctification, your personal uh, responsibility, your personal relationship with Christ. And, um, you know, but we have a lot of, uh, you know, I see a lot as a youth pastor, as a, a, a guy out there that's really, you know, hands on with uh, this, the, the teens in our area. Um, you know, some of these guys are actually faced with that situation with the choice of, hey, um, you know, some of the things that so and so is saying in, in their song uh, can be the things that I'm going to be, you know, running after or I can listen to a you know, a, a, a Ruslan or, a, a, you know, a, a, a Andy or many, you know, John, Belief, whatever. And yeah. um, and I can, you know, use that and use their personal experiences. So what type of, um, to just kind of further even what you were saying there, like what type of uh, advice would you give to a uh, young man, young woman that are faced with those two, uh, you know, separate choices of, hey, I'm, I can listen to this and this may influence me to, to go this way or I can listen to this. Like if it comes down to like that choice we have to make. We want to listen to music. You know, music's fun. Like you said, music is fun. Music is, is cool. It sets the mood. Um, it obviously has health benefits, you know, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, so like what type of advice would you give to uh, the, the, the young people out there that, you know, maybe actually in the trenches where they're faced with that decision of, uh, you know, sexual, uh, you know, in being immoral or, or, or whatever, or, you know, drugs, not drugs. Like, what type of uh, advice would you give for, for them? Yeah, I, I look at music the way I look at food, right? So, like, uh, we love sugar, right? Sugar's in everything, right? And so 
something me and my wife do every year is we do this thing called Whole30 where we detox and we only, uh, we don't do no sugar, we don't do no grains, we don't do gluten. Like we literally just do um, fruits and vegetables and meats and like it's like a paleo. It's called the Whole30. And so that we do that every year, every January or February for uh, 30 days. We, we, we totally um, just strip down our diet and just eat very, very basic, clean, simple foods. And so I would say try doing a music detox. Like try doing something where uh, you just kind of um, clean out, you know, maybe some of the stuff that's, that's made your worldview, maybe some of the stuff that's made your soundtrack. Like spend a couple of weeks and just don't listen to music or don't, don't, you know, listen to just worship music or like know where you're at. And, and when I do that, like it tends to be very cleansing for my personal spirit. And so I would say try, try doing something like that. I would say um, have a balanced diet, <laughs> right? Like, like again, to me, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a Drake or whoever, or even a young thug, as long as like, if that, that's not the, um, that is not all I'm consuming, right? The majority of the stuff I'm consuming is either, a, you know, Christian or, it's uh, it's a podcast or a sermon, right? So like, what are you consuming? Like, if you just consume ice cream all day, and that's all you want to mm -hmm. eat is ice cream, and it's just pure sugar and dairy and just bad stuff. It's okay to have ice cream once or twice a week. You'll be fine, right? Especially if you're a young guy and you're you know your metabolism's fast. You could have the ice cream once or twice a week. But if you consume ice cream every day. In a month, you may not be 500 pounds, but you do that your whole life. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you and you're going to have diabetes. You're going to feel awful. You're going to go to the hospital. Right. And so I think music is the same way. Like there's nothing wrong with having the treat and having the candy occasionally. But if your entire diet is made up of just pure, horrible sugar unrefined, just bad stuff and you're never eating whole foods and you're never eating protein like I think music is the same way. So I would just challenge them like, yo, like use some common sense. Like you wouldn't just eat ice cream all the time. So why would you just listen to Young Thug all the time? You know, like, yeah. yeah. So that would be my advice. Yeah. I think off of that, a big reason why we chose that, uh, or at least why I picked that John 17 passage to kind of read for this week. I remember when I was growing up, it was like the main defense for that sort of thinking that you're kind of speaking against right now. It was that, you know, not uh, in, the uh, in the world, but not of the world, right? was the whole deal. And I was reading this, actually, this article earlier that was really cool. It's by this guy named David Mathis. It was on Desiring God. And he basically argued that the passage, what it actually teaches is that we shouldn't be of the world so that we can go into the world. Mm. And it was just so much deeper. And it's just like actually what Jesus said, just saying that like, if you can't listen to the music without being tempted, then don't listen to it. Just like you're saying, you have to have that personal foundation ahead of time. Like, don't rely on Christian hip-hop to give you that foundation. Yeah. Like, it might be part of that, but, I mean, that involves being in your word, being around pastors, being around mentors, going to church. Like, that's a foundation. And so that when music and the world comes at you, instead of it affecting you, you're a light to it. And that happens only when you create that own foundation mm. um, for yourself. So I guess maybe off of that, why don't we, like, flip the tables for a second and instead of like from the stance of listening to music as somebody who makes music, I know in our uh, at Unchained, we have a lot of guys who, you know, everybody's a rapper these days. Like everybody <laughs> wants to make a beat and then they have a SoundCloud and then it's just whatever, right? What would your advice be, Ruslan, for a guy who says, hey, I know Jesus. I want to follow him. I also want to make particularly hip hop music. What would you say to him? 
Uh, I, w I would say there there has to be a balance of there has to be a balance of talent and hard work, right? That 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 if you're talented and you work hard and you develop yourself, you develop your craft, like that that's gonna advance you. I would also say community is key. If you're a mm. um, a believer, I think it's a hugely important for you to be in a local church, um, under a local pastor, um, and under authority while desiring to be in authority, right? You're desiring for right. a platform. And so I think you got to ask yourself the question of like, one, am I good, right? And I don't mean like, just do my <laughs> friends say I'm good, but like, am I actually good? And, mm. and is there some talent there, right? Um, is there any DNA in you that gives you the natural, um, the natural inclination for rhythm and the natural inclination for melody and the natural inclination for raps and words and poetry? And if there is, um, how do you then develop that and harness that? And that may take a long time, you know? And so uh, practically, I'd say be in church, be under uh, covering such as you, what you guys are doing there. You guys got a lot of artists. Um, we're very close to our pastors. We're very involved in our local church. Uh, my last full-time job was I was at my church working as the creative director for two years. And so oh, wow. I'm very pro-local church. I'd say one, like that, I think those two things, like know, know where you're at, know whether or not you're good, develop your craft, be involved in local community, be around other creatives and other rappers and artists that can propel you and push you forward. And then I think from there, you got to figure out, like, is this something that you want to do as a career or is this a hobby? Because if this is a career, then you got to treat it like a job. You got to treat it like a career. That means if you have a job or you're a student, you go to school and you get home, you go to work, you get home, you go back to work. You, you take your butt back to work. You go back in the studio. Practically, if you're an artist and you're not recording yourself and you're not recording from home and you don't have your own setup, in 2016, I think that's a huge red flag. I don't take you seriously at that point. Um, mm. and so I think everybody should have their own setup. I mean, you could save a thousand bucks and get your own setup. If you can't save a thousand bucks, um, you can mow some lawns, you know, you can deliver some pizzas, <laughs> you, you can do all kinds of stuff. Like, so I'd say practically like get your own setup, get a, you can get logic on a Mac for $200. That's literally all you need. You can get a $200 microphone, two, $300 interface, a mic stand, a pop filter, and boom, like you're, you're off to the races. And then there's this thing called Google. <laughs> that can teach what is this you thing? anything you want to know. What is this new right? thing Google? you're talking about? Google. You go on Google, you can learn how to record yourself. You can learn how to mix yourself. You can learn how to do uh, beats, um, YouTube. There's so many resources out there that we live in, I believe, a new renaissance of creativity and, and art. And so like, um, so I think, I think that then has to become practical. And so, um, man... A lot of times I don't even like a lot of times if somebody wants it, they'll figure it out. It doesn't really even matter what yeah. I say. They'll, they'll mm -hmm. figure it out from, from a practical standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. I'm, I'm very big on local church um, and know that like, yo, hard work over time is is better than a huge burst in a short window of time because a lot of times when somebody blows up really fast or they take off overnight yeah. um, their character hasn't caught up yet they don't know how to harness the platform and then they're in a weird and and and, and you know potentially compromising spot where they don't just make themselves look stupid but they shame the gospel they shame their crew uh. they shame the people that they represent they shame their pastor because they're not ready yet and so I'd say hard work over time. Know that it might be a two, three, four, five. For me, it took me 10 years before I became a full-time musician. Um, 
And, and so it's different. I, I also come from a different era, but with technology and SoundCloud and YouTube, I'd say then you have to get your music on some platforms and start utilizing the tools that are in front of you. So um, doing stuff like YouTube and videos and SoundCloud and Twitter, engaging with people, Instagram, like that's where the conversation is happening. Mm -hmm. And so I think that then has to be a practical outlet for you. So those are just some of the basic things I'd say, you know, um, for, for artists, you got to know who you are. You got to be in a local community. You got to know your goals and you got to work your, your tail off to, to get to where you want to get to. Or, and, and you can't be about the money because if it's about the money, you can go make money doing so many other things. You can make way more money doing way less work doing so many other exactly. things because there's no money guaranteed. You could do this for five years, 10 years, 15 years and never be able to provide for yourself, maybe for a variety of different reasons, you know? And so I think it can't be about the money. Like you have to be willing to work at this like it's a, it's the, the most important thing in the world. And, and some people got it and some people don't, you know? So hopefully that helps. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, what would you have to say off of that? I know um, with a lot of our guys who try to be Christian rappers or whatever, one thing that I see missing a lot um, from a lot of young artists, not even just in rap, I mean, even with like um, visual arts or like even, you know, other forms of music is authenticity. I think that so mm. often, like so many uh, kids think I'm a Christian rapper now. So all I do is I stand up and I say, Jesus, 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 yo, yo, yo. And suddenly I'm, you know, what I'm saying yeah. but that's not coming from any sort of authentic inside of you. Um, do you have maybe anything, any thoughts, any advice on that, on how to be authentic and true to yourself while representing Christ well? Yeah, that's a great question. I think goes back to my self-awareness point. Like, you have to know who you are uh, in order to tell your story effectively. And so that is a journey in and of itself, right? A lot of us don't know who we are at 19, 18, 20 years old. You may not really understand who you are until you're 22, 23, 24, 25 years old. And so I th I'd say you have to get, like, figure out who you are, figure out what your story is, and if you could figure out what your story is and, and tell your story in a creative way, that's going to be the fastest way for you to um, resonate and connect with people. We as people are wired for storytelling. We're wired to hear great mm. stories. And so all of us have something unique about ourselves. All of us have a, uh, a powerful story. Something happened in our childhood. We, we were traumatized. Something happened. Something at some point happened to all of us that is interesting. And so if you could figure out what that is for you and tell it in a creative way, I think therein lies the challenge, but the hard part is you don't even know yourself when you're starting out. So ask people, hey, how would you describe me in a few sentences? What do you like? Oh, what makes good. me unique? Go talk to your mom and dad. Go talk to the people closest to you. Um, not 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 to be critical and like be, let them don't let them beat you up, but just like, hey, what is some interesting? Or <laughs> ask your mom or dad, like, hey, mm. like, tell me some funny stories about myself as a kid. You know, um, ask yourself things like, you know, um, like if you could be any superhero or any comic book character you'd want to be, who would it be and why? Right. And, yeah. and, 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 and unpack like who you are and really develop a level of self-awareness. If you could figure that out and then you could figure out how to rap about that stuff and be honest and let your faith experience be personal and not... Um, like you're not Pastor Tyler Cash. Like that's not who you are, right? He has a mm -hmm. like. We don't want to hear that through raps. Like I don't want to hear that through raps. I want to hear Pastor Tyler <laughs> Cash preach and hear his sermons because those are. I don't want to hear his sermons regurgitated in your raps. Like I want to hear your story. Yeah, I want to hear what God good. is doing in your heart. I want to. I want to hear what breakthrough and revelations are you getting? And so I think if we could, if 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 artists could figure out their story, then 
then the rest of it is just getting good and getting creative. And so I think that that therein lies the authenticity question is like figure out who you are. And some of them may be the I'm on fire all the time, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus guy. Like if that's who you really are, rap right. about that. Like if you're the guy that like every encounter you come across a person, you have to pray for them. Dude, like be that guy in your music, <laughs> you know? But if you're not that guy, then don't be that guy in your music. You know, like I'm uh, not yeah, really that good. guy. Like I want to be uh, more of that guy. Like I want to be the guy where like I pray more and I pray out loud. Like, but I'm not really that guy. I'm working on that so that you're not going to hear me be that guy in my music. I'm not going to be the Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We're going to stop and pray, you know, all the time in my music. And so I think it has to be authentic and it has to be real. And that's just knowing yourself. That's good. So uh, off of that, how long... Um, because I, I know a lot of guys that they're like, they've got three new songs coming out a week and it's, I'm like, dude, did you really like take your time with this? Yeah. Like how long does it take you, uh, to, you know, as an artist? I mean, I'm sure it's, it, it varies, but like, uh, usually like, you know, what is your song prep? Like how, how do you, you know, really like put together like a track? Uh, I, I think I always start with the music. I start with the music and I kind of, uh, I kind of just jump in. Sometimes I'll have a concept and an idea or a hook, but for the most part, if I start with the music and I just like, what is the music telling me? How does the music make me feel? And I'll just start in in the mid, like just jump right into the concept. Um, sometimes I write it on paper. Sometimes I, I like punch and record myself and kind of like half freestyle and then stop, hear it back and keep, go back in. Uh, but for me, you know, songwriting, good songwriting, great songwriting, it takes it takes time. It takes yeah. a level of synergy. It takes different, the right producer, you know, making the right beat that fits my tone and fits my voice with the right hook. Sometimes I don't write the hook. Sometimes I get people to write the hook. Sometimes we bring a singer in. Um, sometimes we write 10 different hooks to a song and, and hate them all, you know, and then start all over. Sometimes we take lyrics and put them on a whole nother beat. Sometimes we do a whole song that we think is dope and then we wake up the next morning and hear it back and hate it and scrap <laughs> it, you know? And so like, there's so much music that gets created that nobody ever hears. Wow. And so yeah. for an artist that's dropping a song or two a week or whatever on SoundCloud, like I'd say maybe slow down and, yeah. and focus on the quality don't be a perfectionist, but focus on the quality and focus on um, the nuances, your tone, how you're saying your words, uh, you know, the delivery is the hook. Did you just rush this? Are you actually developing something? Is the song taking me somewhere emotionally? Are you just freestyling? Like, what's the point of the song? And so I think I think that that that's what I would recommend is like we're in a very like microwave popcorn generation where like if we slow down and actually create great art. Um, that often you can have one song that gets a hundred thousand plays on SoundCloud versus having ten songs that all get a thousand plays on SoundCloud. Yeah, right. Mm. You can have one song that just takes off, and again, like look at the guys in the music industry that aren't just selling records, but are actually winning and shifting culture. Like yeah. Chance the Rapper put out Coloring Book three years ago. He put out Acid Rap three years before that. He put out um, Ten Days. Three years apart. Same thing with Kendrick. If you look at Kendrick, they, you know, they, he would put out a record every year and a half, and then it was Good Kid, Mad City. Two years later, To Pimp a Butterfly came out. A year and some change, they put out the Untitled Unmastered. These guys aren't just dropping stuff all yeah. the time. They're taking their time, and then they're putting out really amazing, really remarkable product, and then everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing ever. Well, if Kendrick had to drop a song every week, it probably wouldn't be as good as if he dropped an album every yeah. 18 really months. You know, And so I think, yeah. I think that's the, the tension is like, be good 
but be productive at the same time. Like be efficient and effective and don't be a perfectionist at the same time. Like there's, there's a healthy tension there and it's, and it's hard finding that balance a lot of times. So do you find that, uh, do, do you think, um, this is kind of my last question, do you think that it's important and critical for uh, an artist that's trying to make it to find somebody maybe in their life that, you know, they can kind of filter stuff that they're trying to put out there and uh, and kind of say, and somebody that can be real with them and say, hey, man, I don't know if this is your best work. Uh, what, you know, what if we change this, that, or that? How, how do you encourage, uh, you know, guys that are trying to make it to, to kind of take that constructive criticism? Yeah, 100%. I mean, look at the, again, look at some of the greatest artists of of our era like they usually have great producers behind them they have great executive producers behind them they have great teams behind them and so yeah i think if you're an artist and you're a nomad and like you are completely isolated and don't have any friends like your art is going to reflect that you know like mm -hmm. your music is going to sound like that so yeah i think 100 percent you have to get in a community you have to get into some type of like mentorship you know and it doesn't have to be somebody that's 10 years down the road and whatever but maybe somebody that's a year or two down the road six months down the road that can help you refine some of that stuff i mean i think what you guys have going on there is amazing like you guys have a bunch of creatives some of them are further along uh some of them are not and just because somebody doesn't rap doesn't mean they can't have a honest yeah you know uh input on what you 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 do somebody can be in a cinematographer or make rock, rock rock music, but like they know if this sounds good or not. They yeah. know, oh yeah, you're off beat, bro. Why are you off beat? Like, hey, your tone right here is whack. Like, you should re-record this part. And so, if you don't have anybody challenging you, then you're just gonna be stagnant and, and stale. And so, for me, like, I, you know, on the way to Lynchburg, like we, I thought I had a record done. Like, I thought I had an album done. Like, I played played my guys twelve songs, you know, and they were like. Mm, yeah, you can maybe use, you know, maybe use three of those. Wow, wow. You know, and I'm oh, like, dang, dang like, I was, thought <laughs> I was done, you know? Like, and so, like, my album, I thought my album would be out by now, yeah. right? And so, like, I had to go back to the drawing board. I had to go back to writing. I had to go back to just refining my craft. And But that gets the best out of you, you know? Mm. Some people are very sensitive. They're very, like, emotional with their art, and, and you can't tell them anything about it, but you know, oftentimes it's it's having the friend that tells you the harsh truth that's going to get you to to grow and become you know become better. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. I think there's this Francis Schaeffer quote that I love, and it says, um, it basically just says the Christian is the one whose imagination should fly beyond the stars. Mm. Basically, mm -hmm. just saying that you know, being a a positive influence and a good representative of Christ, like we've been talking about, really has to take root in how well you are doing your art. Like yeah. if you're not doing your art in a quality way that is creative and is thought through and done well, then you're not representing our creative God very well, mm. who created everything. That's good. And I think that's really true. Um, well, I think this is about all the time that we have. Yeah, this is a really good dude, time. Rizlan, thank you so much for yeah, being on the show, man. Yeah, thank man. you guys. Yeah. Great, great questions. Yeah, yeah thanks. So. Well, Rizlan, you want to pray us out, and then that'll be all for the kickback for this week? Yep, you got it. Uh, Father, I thank you for just the amazing work you're doing in Lynchburg. Um, and and um, just 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 a hand that we see um, on these guys' ministry, Father God. I pray um, for all the people listening to this. I pray for all the creatives in this local community. I pray for all the people that are um, tuning in online. Uh, that ultimately, Father, we would be consumed with bringing you glory, God, and bringing you honor. 
um, through our gifts and through our talents and that it wouldn't be about us and building some platform for us, God, but that ultimately any platforms we build, any music we put out, anything that we do that's great, that it would ultimately, and we, we would be ultimately consumed with pointing back to you, Jesus. So we thank you for this time. We thank you for the conversation. We pray that these words would be inspiring, that they would uh, not fall on deaf ears, but that they would um, just spark something inside of someone to propel them forward, God, in their pursuit of making art for you, Lord. So we thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unchained Podcast. To learn more about us or find more resources like this, please check us out online at www.unchained.rocks or come visit us on a Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. at 1415 Kemper Street. I got the truth! Hello! Ah!